Cave Comedy Radio is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Input the code CCR at checkout for discounts. Hey there, uh, Cave Comedy Radio fans. Um, you're about to listen to uh, Sex and Other Human Activities. Um, my name is Bunky Houseman, and um, I wrote in and uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus, and at first I thought it was great, and then um, I fucking lost everything. Um, so if you could uh, just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only. You know, I lost my family, I lost my house. And um, I lost my career, uh, which was hard to do. I was a professional gambler. I thought that would be a thing that they could help me do, and they did. Um, so if you have any questions or advice you need, just make sure you email cavecomingradio at gmail.com, ask for Marcus or Jackie, and, um, or maybe just say hello to Henry from last podcast on the list because he needs, he needs your, your attention. He needs your affection. Um, so thank you, and enjoy sex and other human activities. Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities. Activities, activities, activities. <laughs> I'm Marcus Parks. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. And we are here today to talk to you about all manner of things. We got a question coming up later. If you have a question for us, please email us at cavecomedyradio.com. You can ask us about absolutely fucking anything. You can ask about sex advice. You can ask us about mental health advice because oh, yeah. we're both a little bit. We've got Crazy. it. We got some experience of that, or just general life advice, which I think that more uh, plays into our question later on. But before we get to that, Jackie, you got something? Yeah, I got a little upset the other day. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not the only one that got upset. I was watching your band, The Cowmen, yes. which are amazing. Thank you. Um, it's made up of four dudes and a girl, and. Part of what the girl does, Carly, in The Cowman, which she's amazing in it. Yeah, she's great. She does a lot of like the harmonization and a lot of vocals, and she also plays chains. Yeah. And the chains are fucking awesome. Chains are what make it so like rustic and just, it feels like you're inside of a barn. Yeah. And I watched The Cowman play the other night over at Bowery Electric. And it was kind of like a rockabilly show. Mm. So it was filled with like a bunch of people in their 1950s gear doing swing dancing and shit like that, which is awesome. I know nothing about it, it's but fine. it sounds great. Yeah, I'm be- I love rockabilly myself. I'm a, I'm a huge fan, not necessarily a fan of the fans, uh, yeah. but I do fucking love rockabilly. Although also very nice. I walked in and I was just like, oh man, these people are going to be weird to me. And they weren't <laughs> at all. Everyone was so fucking nice. It was great. And at the end of the night, Everybody's wasted, of course. Mm. Night of the Super Bowl. We missed the Super Bowl, but nobody gives a fuck about that. Yeah. Marcus kind of does, but I, I don't. I, I did. I, <laughs> I was a little upset. Me and my me and Nikita both were a little bit upset about <laughs> missing it. We got the la- we caught the last quarter. Uh, but the bar we went to just it was a huge clusterfuck. Uh, which we do not need to talk about. No. No, uh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. But anyways. And so Carly from the Kelman comes out at the end. She comes out screaming, I'm so mad! <laughs> and I was like, what are you so mad about? Now, this is Carly, who also used to be a member of Murder Fist. The sketch group that you're a part of. Correct. And I'm one, I'm the only girl with a bunch of eight dudes. Yeah. And so I've heard these this kind of thing before. And that she was approached by two of the women that were watching it. And they started kind of berating her because... As a woman, she shouldn't be on the floor playing chains, Mm -hmm. that she needs to rise up and play the chains above her head like a woman. And the only reason she was doing it was because the men were keeping her down and the men were making her do it. 
And she's like, that's not true. I choose to be a part of this. And never once have we honestly never once have we asked Carly to do anything. No, she does everything on her own. These are all her ideas. She requested to use the chains. She sings beautiful harmonies. She wanted to be a part of the cowmen, so she out like she went to you guys as a strong woman and said, "I want to be a part of this. This is what I can provide." Mm-hmm. And she doesn't play any other instruments. And this is a big part of the band. Yeah, and she was wearing like a little cute dress, like she usually does. She's down there fucking hitting those chains like a goddamn champ. Mm-hmm. And these women just couldn't understand why she was enslaving herself like this (laughs) and it makes me so mad when women say this to other women yeah i I don't understand where they're coming from or what kind of fucking high horse they're on that they think that because also isn't that just telling her what to do as well yeah i have isn't that assigning her a gender role exactly and that's what i don't understand is that i've had run in with like some feminists before with me as well because i play a lot of disgusting characters and i say really terrible things i.e the round table of gentlemen or anything else that i do (laughs) and they're just like why do you be such a terrible side of women is it because it's funny? <laughs> because I have fun. Because I write these roles. Yeah. Because I'm one of the head writers of Murder Fest. And because we write these things together. And I'm so sick of women saying this to other women. I don't get it. The worst is when I had a friend that was a male that came up to me and started telling me about what I did in comedy was disgusting for a female. And he's like, well, I'm a bit of a, you know, male feminist myself. Oh, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Where's your (laughs) vagina? You are not a feminist. I understand that you can have feminist ideals. I understand the power of women. I see myself as an extremely powerful woman. I see Carly as an extremely powerful woman. We do what we want, when we want. And don't fucking tell me that someone else is telling me to do it. <laughs> so mad. And it's it just, it just like, give other women a chance. I think it's just projection. I guess. I, I think that's what it is. That maybe it's possible that these women were, uh, I guess, shat on at some point in their life or was in some sort of abusive relationship. Meanwhile, they're wearing these corseted dresses yeah, which with the, their hairs all, all, hairs all pinned up. And it's like, yeah. you're beautiful, but... Well, the corset is a symbol of if they want to fucking go that far. Right. If they if they really want to fucking go that far and saying that you know Carly can't do that because you know she's on the floor and women were historically they have been on the floor and below men forever. The corset is a symbol of female oppression. Yes. Like, Breaking your ribs to get into <laughs> a dress. So you can look skinnier. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's like, fuck that. I'm wearing an oversized plaid shirt. <laughs> and I got my little hoove booties on, yeah. you know? I don't fucking care. Yeah, today you're wearing a wonderful maroon sweater with sparrows it's on it. It's got little sparrows and little <laughs> snowflakes on it. <laughs> this is my feminine side, Marcus. Get used to it. Uh, the the whole thing uh, kind of bothers bothers me as well. Like I, I don't really get into it uh, very often, but I will say that I come from a family uh, with a, an extremely. I grew up with an extremely strong uh, feminine influence. My mother is an extremely strong woman. She would Hell have yeah. to be because she's the only woman in a, a family of four dudes and all and good dudes. Like you and your brothers are very respectful of women. Yeah, as much as well as much as we can be. I, I mean, I've fallen off the wagon a couple times. I mean, everybody fucking does. I've also yeah. treated men like shit, too. Yeah. This is just how it goes. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't see why it has to be some sort of special thing. 
where you know you must treat because that's also saying that you must treat women a certain way right uh, and but on the other hand i don't ever see these women talking about treating men a certain way right you know and if it was a man down on the ground doing chains they wouldn't think uh, they wouldn't have a second fucking thought about it i mean my i mean i consider myself mostly a humanist you know and it's that, everybody it's everyone's a human yeah we're all the same in fact i just uh read something earlier today that said that men and women really aren't that psychologically different Ooh. Yeah, that we're they, you know, that we're a pretty, you know, similar to each other. Uh, so, and I've that's something I've known for a while now. Well, Men and women too. really aren't that different. Right. You know, we have a lot of the same urges. We have a lot of the same thoughts. It depends on how you're raised. I think it really does depend. You on know, a lot how on many how women raised. you know that are basically like your dude friends as well. Yeah, but then there are some girls that. Even I don't understand. I mean, most women I don't understand. <laughs> so it's just, but it all depends on how you're raised and the kind of mentality and your self worth too. Yeah. Because there's a lot of men that have that problem as well. You know, we all have problems with our self worth. Well, yeah, no, you no. know, and but I mean, of course, you know, and it goes on both sides. That some members of our generation have fucking way too much self worth. God damn. Every once in a while, I think you need to kind of feel like you're a piece of shit. Yeah, you got to get smacked down. Yeah, every once in a while. I think it's good for you. It's, yeah. It's good for people to get smacked down every once in a while. If you live life uh, with having no hardships and not really having to deal with anybody telling you you're kind of shitty or uh, actually experiencing loss of any kind, you're going to end up being kind of a fuckhead. And you're also going to be very ill-equipped to live in this world because this world is fucking harsh mm-hmm. and it's hard. And it's possible that we have more of a – we have a skewed view of that because we we live in New York and life is harder here and life is more harsh. And you're also exposed to people whose life is so much harder and so much harsher than yours. For example, the other night, Saturday night, I was in a horrible fucking mood. I was off at work all night. Like I was blowing cues. I was fucking pushing the wrong buttons. It was a shitty night. So I'm leaving uh, work with uh, what I like to call my shit face. Poop <laughs> oh, fa- I, I like, know yeah. your little poop you face. You know my poop, poop face. Yeah, it's like I had poop face. Uh, and I was you know, just fucking miserable and, you know, I had missed the train and I forgot my symbol bag and I was coming back to the creek to get my symbol bag and I saw a fucking dude in his 60s pushing a shopping cart and this was, you know, 1230 at night on a Saturday pushing a shopping cart with an air conditioner inside and a whole bunch of scra- just metal going through the trash trying to find scrap metal. I'm like... All right. My life isn't that bad. And then right after that, I saw a fucking cabbie driving down the street on a flat tire uh, (laughs) trying desperately to get to his depot uh, so he could change it. And, uh, and, you know, it's like his cab's going to be fucked up. He's going to have to pay for that. Right. You know, it's like, you know, my life is not that fucking bad. So you've got so many ups and downs in this city and you gain you can gain perspective very, very quickly. And that's one of the reasons why I like it. I think some of my problems, though, is then you see the people where their eyes are shut to everything except themselves and that they don't see that. They don't even see the man with the shopping cart walking down the street. It's like even to a point of like. I have a really shitty roommate that doesn't do anything that makes yeah, the whole, she's awful. It makes the whole house miserable, has no common sense, rich girl, never had to deal with anything in her life that doesn't understand the concept of being good to other people. And it's like, what about her? Why doesn't she get smacked down? Yeah. Why doesn't it? Like, I mean, <laughs> not like in a terrible way. I don't want anything bad to happen no, to her or anything. Not. But it's just like 
there are just some people that their eyes just aren't open to it. And it drives me insane. So how do you open their eyes to it? You know, that God, that I mean, I don't know if you can. Yeah. I, I think that's something that has to come from within. Right. And it has to come from, I, I think something just has to happen. Uh, I don't know what it is. And none of us can make that happen to them. None of us can, you know, devise a plot to make this person see the light, you know, because, I mean, I think it has to come from a natural place and it has to come from somewhere pretty much out of the fucking blue to make these people appreciate life the way we appreciate life. Right. And the way we appreciate how good our lives really are, even though, you know, of course, you know, you get annoyed sometimes, you get tired sometimes, you get stuck in ruts, you get burnt out uh but still it's so pretty fucking good and i would say that the majority of our listeners life is pretty fucking good i think if if people if you look around if you're in kind of a self-pitying type of mode not everyone has a great life of course you know i mean that's what we're talking about when not everyone has a great life but i think a lot of us uh if we just look around and take stock of what we have uh, and what we can, uh, and the type of people we can depend on, uh, and how good things really are, then I think that helps to get you out of, you know, a funk you're in. It's very different if you are suffering from clinical depression. Right. Uh, clinical depression is a whole different animal. You know, like it's something that we've both gone through uh, because when medication, unfortunately, is necessary or talking to someone that's a professional. I recommend both necessary. I really do recommend both. Having been on just medication for, you know, a good I would say I've been on medication for about eight years. Yeah, I've been on and off about nine years. Yeah, I've been on it straight for seven. Wow. I haven't been off medication for seven years. Uh, But, I mean, I've been on and off antidepressants, but I've been on my mood stabilizers to keep me from going nutso nutso uh, for about seven. Uh, And I found that uh, that worked out pretty good. It was fine. Uh, But I also make sure to not take so much medication as to make myself zombified. That's that's why I stopped taking it. That's why I go on and off because sometimes I'm just like, I can't. I'd rather be angry and punch a hole through the wall. (laughs) But that's not right either. That's (laughs) it's it's, not good either way. It's a it's a terrible thing. But I don't I really don't know if I really started to under. I know I didn't start to really understand myself and how I treat other people and how I. interact with others until I started talking to someone about six months ago, six, eight months ago. Uh, And that really opened my eyes about so many things. And I'm still getting my eyes open to shit every single week. Actually, I've been trying. I read in an article about things that can make you happier every day. Mm -hmm. And I started doing it and I feel kind of like an idiot. But it really has been helping. (laughs) That's great. No, whatever works. Is that when you wake up in the morning and you're having like a rough, like you've been in a rut, one Mm -hmm. of those things. I've kind of been in a rut in the past few days. Then the morning you write down three reasons why you get out of bed that day. Like three positive things that you either need to do or like or things that you like about yourself. You write down three positive things about your day. It's like a projection on the day. Mm. And then you also write one thing that over the past 24 hours that made you believe in humanity. Oh. And it's like it actually forces you that I've been starting to read because I find myself, you know, even like with a round table and stuff, I read all these terrible stories and oh, all Jesus this Christ, terrible Oh, Jesus Christ, that's what shit. my life is. But if you go out of your way to look up 
nice, positive stories about real people, real things that are going on. It just it weirdly just makes you feel so much better and it gives you that perspective mm. because it's like if you don't stop and think about it, then you're just like, my life sucks. <laughs> and exactly not not including you, obviously, like clinical depression. And mm. I'm just saying like in a normal day yeah. that if you just are feeling kind of down, just think about the good things. Yeah. That there's so much good going on and you just need to look for it. And it's hard to find. <laughs> it's hard to find those articles. And I know it sounds so silly, but yeah. it's just like you have to dig through all the shit of humanity to find that pearl. Mm -hmm. But you can find it. Yeah. And I look for it. I even look for it every day out in the city. Yeah. You know, like the trains, I think, are sometimes like a good uh, a good place to try to see. Because, I mean, I see more good things on the trains than I see bad. Definitely. You know, really just fucking small things. Someone giving up a seat, someone moving out of the way for somebody, picking up something that they dropped, pointing out something they dropped. You know, just. I love that. I love it when someone things. is just like so. Like, I saw someone drop their iPhone on the train the other mm -hmm. day, and the train, like, the doors were about to close, and the guy picked it up, held the doors open. He's like, Your, your phone, you dropped your phone, and like, gave him the phone, like, held the train yeah. to give him his phone back. And it's like anybody could have just fucking taken that phone and sold it. Yeah. Or waited even to yeah, I mean you probably could have done things to find it but it's like he made the effort. Yeah, a genuine human effort. And that's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, you know, sometimes you know you can really find something just in everyday life that just kind of makes you feel good about everything. You know, and not even just and you can't even it doesn't even have to be something current. You can think back in the past like something uh, someone did something nice someone did for you right or something nice someone did for someone in your family or one of your friends something like that someone was in a jam someone else helped him get out exactly. without asking anything in return the weird like guardian angels on earth yeah you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just like weird you know small little things like that uh and you know even doing stuff yourself you know, to kind of get try to get yourself out of those fucking funks. Because right now, man, we are in funk city. Yeah. Like, it's fucking February. Yeah, I'm funking uh, on it. Dude, man. I'm funking hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's this time of year, man. Yeah. I don't want to say sads because yeah. I hate sads. But it's true. It's just, like, dark. Yeah. Kind of, everything's cold. You don't want to fucking go anywhere. Mm -hmm. I've been in a, honestly, I've been in a funk since my 30th birthday. Mm. Like, it was because it was such a great time and such a high in such a just fucking amazing, like, appreciative time. Like, one of those, like, appreciative, like, my life is great times. Yeah. Uh, that it's just been shitty since then. And I also, every year, right after my birthday, my birthday's on January 19th, every year, like, fucking without fail, that's when I'm done with winter. Like, right <laughs> it's too <laughs> like, early. Right it's at, too yeah, early. Because... I know, it's way too early, but it just happens every year where it's just like January 19th comes, January 20th, I'm like, all right, I'm fucking done with this, man. I'm ready for this to be over. Uh, and I just, you know, it, it, I've been acting like an asshole, uh, and... I've just no, you, you're just being normal. Yeah, it's just it's just I've been, funk. Yeah, I've been I've been funking hard. You yeah, know? Uh, and sometimes I'll try too far. I'll try. I'll go way too far the other way. You know, well, I'll try so hard to be happy and you know try so hard to make other people feel better, but they're like. Fuck! Yeah. Leave me alone! <laughs> I'll be fine! I just need to be alone! Fuck! I'm like, no, I just want everyone to feel good! 
Like, you know, like, I just want us all to like fucking happy, happy, happy. <laughs> and that just doesn't it just doesn't work because I'm the type of person that making others feel better makes me feel better. Of course. So when someone I I love is uh, in you know dire straits or just really just feeling awful, like I want them. To feel better, and it's honestly, it's kind of a. It can be kind of a selfish thing. It can be a bad thing as well. Yeah. Uh, because especially when they don't want it. Especially when they don't want it, you know, uh, nor or don't need it. You mm-hmm. know, they don't need my help. Yeah. Uh, and that and that in itself is something that I need to to get over because I'm just like, oh, you don't need me, huh? Well, I guess I'm. Uh, I'm just oh, gonna boy. Be over, I'll just be over here. <laughs> you know, just fucking wait until you. Need me. I did that in a small instance of the other night. One of my friends, we were all, again, drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like after one of the Cowman shows, and she was talking very heatedly to her ex boyfriend, and mm. her current boyfriend was there. Yeah. And like, I saw, like, her current boyfriend is one of my friends, and he's just like, man, he's like, I don't know if I should go over there. Like, they were like screaming at each other, and uh, he's like, I don't want to intercept. I shouldn't do anything. I was like, well, what if she needs an out? She might need an out. And he's like, I can't go over there. I was like, I'll go over there. I'll go get her a drink. Mm-hmm. And I went in, and I was just like, do you need a drink? Do you want something? And she looked at me like I was the most insane bitch <laughs> in the entire fucking world. And she's like, yeah. no. And I was like, Come with me to the bar. You want to have a shot? Mm-hmm. Which I should not have done. I should have just. I shouldn't yeah. have done it in the first place. Yeah. But I was just trying to see if she needed an out, and then she just looked at me, and I've just like that fierce female talk where she's mm-hmm. like, "I don't need a fucking drink." Yeah. And I was like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> and it's hard to not take that personally. <laughs> yeah. Because we've all done that before. Yeah. Like we've been that person before where you just like fucking leave me alone. Yeah. Like just don't. Don't fucking. But I'm also the type of person where I don't really like to be left alone. Oh no, me neither. Like, I'm never alone. No, <laughs> <laughs> never alone. I can't be alone. Like, I like to be alone, but especially if I'm feeling bad, I don't like to be alone. Right. Like, I shouldn't be. Yeah. Like, I just I don't like it. You know, I've, I spent most of my time in my childhood just being completely and totally alone. Yeah. And, and then when you get I'm, into the weird place, I think that's part of why we're weird and dark. Is yeah. that like internal? Oh, we went to weird places. Just so much quiet. Hmm. I can't be quiet anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and once uh, I get into a point where, like, I want to, uh, like, I I get into the mindset uh, where everyone wants what I want, mm-hmm. you know, and that's hard. That's something I've also been working on. And that's I think that's hard for a lot of people uh, to, uh, you know, to understand is that not everyone works the way you work. Mm-hmm. Some people I mean, most people work differently than you work. Yes. You know, we're all very complex. We're all very different. Yeah, we're all very different. And, you know, some things in some ways were simple, and but in most ways we're all very complex. And a lot of us, you know, deal with shit differently. Uh, and that's something that I have to get over is that not everyone is me. And yeah. not everyone is uh, – our operates the same way that I do and wants the same things that I do. Uh, And, you know, and it can get, you know, like I was saying, it's like a selfish thing where I look for ways to make myself feel better. And, uh, you know, and and it's not just like when someone you love is, you know, feeling like shit. Uh, Of course, you want to make them feel better. But I think I try harder. Because yeah. I know that if I make them feel better, I'll fee- feel better. But in turn, you're just pushing them away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm pushing them away and they're pushing me away. And, and it just turns into a, a 
huge clusterfuck of misunderstanding and uh, sadness. And it makes it worse. Yep. That's you know, why instead of trying, worse. you just got to talk about the problem. Yeah. You know, it's like then you find it's like the, instead of tap dancing around the problem of trying to do all these things to make them better. It's just what is wrong? Yeah. Talk to me. You need to talk to me now. Mm-hmm. And it's like I yeah, I date, you know, Doug is the same, very similar to you where he'll do anything to make me. And like the other day we we're in the grocery store and he tried to hug me and I like pushed him off of me. And I was like, don't touch me. I don't want to be touched. And he was just like, what is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> and then we talked about it right there in the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I got in. That's just kind of something that you have to do sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's like that, like cry quiet. in the freezer section. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, that just, and that could just get so fucking weird sometimes, yeah. especially here when you're just around people all the time. It's not like in other places where you're going to be in the car soon. And you can talk about it there. And you can talk about it. No, we're just going to yell on the walk home from the grocery (laughs) store. We're going to yell in a crowd. We're going to be talking quietly but very tensely in a crowded train. No, I don't need you to hold my grocery bags. I'll hold them myself. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm holding all the groceries. He's like walking into me. Give me some of the bags. Yeah, just come on. (laughs) Come on. What? What's wrong? What are you? Why are you doing this? You know, and I think a lot of well, uh, some people do that as well. Is that uh, I know I can get into that uh, that mode of uh, you playing the martyr. Mm. That is my life's mode. <laughs> Unfortunately, nothing's wrong. I'm fine. Yeah, just, just smashing everything around the house. Yeah, I'm fine. No, I, I need yeah. your help. <laughs> I'm going to carry these grocery bags because I deserve it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I do not want your help in any way uh, whatsoever. Uh, so mother. I'm going to take the burden of these grocery bags <laughs> and I'm going to make my arms <laughs> I'm so tired. It just makes me think of like my mom like vacuuming at like one o'clock in the morning. She was just like hitting into like the do- like doors when Henry and I were like hiding. She's like, I don't need your help. Smash, smash, vacuuming, vacuuming. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it it, it can, it's just kind of the most complicated fucking thing in the world, yeah. and, it, and it's just it just gets this time. I I think this time of year is. Uh, I think it's one of the hardest times to be in a relationship uh, yeah. with anyone because you get – there's so many things. There's uh, And I think that one of the biggest things is the fucking cabin fever mm-hmm. that everyone gets. Got to get out. Yeah. And you, you, get that, you get that cabin fever and you're around each other a lot. And, you know, and that's the thing is that no matter how much you love someone, if you're around them enough, you're going to get on each other's nerves. Yes. Eventually. Yes. Like that. You just do. Like you just do. That, that it's, it's just fucking, it's just natural. That's just the way things are. Yeah. You know? Anyone. Not even just your significant other. Just any, you, even your friends. Yeah. Your fr- oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, if you uh, hang out with your friends like every single fucking day, then eventually you're going to get... You know, you're going to get on their nerves or they're going to get on your nerves. Exactly. And, of course, you never know what the fuck's going on in another person's Mm-mm. head. You never know what's Especially happening. Especially when they're being a martyr. You're definitely not going to know what's going on in their oh, head. Oh, God, It's like no. a fucking safe up here. 
<laughs> yeah, just fuck. Yeah, just keeping everything locked away. And this is, and that's when you start thinking, this is my burden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a very unhealthy. Th- and I think that really uh, prevents a lot of communication relationships when you start thinking, "This is my burden." That's why this I really something- try. It's being aware of that. Yeah. There's something about being aware. Like the second you start thinking about, that's the second my mouth starts talking. That's yeah. when I'm like, okay. I'm sorry. I you yeah yeah yeah. It's like I don't care how mad you're going to be about the weird shit that I'm thinking about right now, but I have to say it because I can't be a martyr anymore because yeah. it's stupid because mm-hmm. it doesn't solve anything. Yeah. And I just I just love to stomp around. It's just so much fun. <laughs> just be so mad, just slam in the door, makes you think like you're 13 again. Mm-hmm. It's fun. See, and and I I'm impatient with things. Because if there's something wrong, I want to fix it as soon as possible. And I get very impatient when it isn't fixed. It's a rough I'm, combo with a martyr. If this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, can, it can get pretty rough uh, because I know I'm the same way. Like I want to get th- – if there's something wrong with me, I want to talk about it as soon as possible uh, and tell them about it and just get it out and make things better. Just make it where I feel better, where they feel better, because when I'm feeling like shit, I treat other people like shit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very, uh, I get, I'm fucked up that way. I'll yeah. snap it. I'll snap at people. I'll uh, fucking won't talk or won't listen or anything like that. Uh, and it sucks. I and I want like- it to be fixed as soon as possible because I hate making people feel that way. And I hate feeling that way because I know when I've done it. You know, I but sometimes I don't. Sometimes I know when I've done it. Sometimes I don't know when I've done it uh, because I get into my own head a lot, and I get and I'm much better than I used to be. I've gotten out of my head. Thank you, masturbation sigil. That <laughs> 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 that's the masturbation sigil is a talk for another time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> when no, we get to our magic episode, that's <laughs> that's something. It just makes me think of anger therapy again. That like that's one of those like you know. In certain kind of therapies, certain things stick with you. And part of it is that when you make someone mad because of you being angry, mm-hmm. you it like started off with like, I'm sorry I made you feel this way. I'm sorry that I'm feeling this way. I'm mad because. Yeah. And like you, you know, it's like saying that like my actions affected your feelings. Yeah. And it is also affecting me. Mm-hmm. And so now I need to explain why I have affected you and why yeah. I have done this. And it sucks because you just suck up your pride. Yeah. A lot. That sucks. And just acknowledge the fact. And then you make them tell you back. I know it sounds like hippie bullshit, but it's yeah. like if they tell you back why what you did to make them upset because then you have to hear it mm-hmm. you need to hear from someone else that like your actions are not okay and this is what you did to make them upset yeah and a lot of times anger can snowball oh, you uh, tell them fucking me <laughs> <laughs> it's so it can start with one little thing just one tiny little thing that well just kind of like irks you it's like ugh, didn't like that you know, but it's a, but it's nothing big, just a, a real small, small fucking thing. And then since you get arced, they get kind of arced, mm-hmm. and then you get arced, and then they get arced, and then eventually it's just this big fucking thing that y- it's so hard to get out of. Yeah, you know, it's it it can be so hard to get out of those uh, uh, tiffs. Or, you know, I mean, it's not even really like fights. They're just like these small 
tiffs, you right. know, little bitty things uh, that can just turn into big things, things eventually. And then you, and then it's it's weird. It's hard to try to separate. Uh, what is a little thing and what is a big thing? Mm-hmm. Like, what is something that needs to be talked about and what is something that's just like, yeah, that kind of sucked. Just got to let it go. Yeah, also, just, learning to let those things go learning is so hard. It's so hard. Just like those little, the, learning to let those little things go that don't really matter in the in the overall scheme of things just don't fucking matter uh but just letting them go uh because you both have to do that you both have to let things go sometimes right. you know and if it become eventually becomes a problem where it happens a, enough times then you then, bring it up then you bring it up but if it's just like a little thing then yeah, yeah then you can leave it go. my my issue is like especially someone that has anger is that even like the little things, I can feel it's – I describe it as like the red almost. That's mm, how I yeah. used to say it. That I feel the anger shoot from my legs like up through my head. Mm. And it's like my brain just stops working. Yeah. Even just like for certain – they're just – triggers in me that it's like that flame and then it would just keep me in its like claws for just hours and hours and hours and that's me dealing with letting it go but sometimes when i feel that happen i'm like okay do i have to stay mad no (laughs) i don't have to stay mad i can talk myself out of this i don't have to do this i don't have to take it out on anyone else and then you know you i'm just like i'm sorry i just got inflamed with hatred yeah. for just a moment. <laughs> yeah, and we were talking about uh and we were <laughs> sorry, I almost knocked the microphone off the table. <laughs> you know, and we were talking about, you know, gender roles earlier. Uh sometimes I feel like as a man, uh, it's hard to bring things up when something hurts you. Uh, Or when something like is kind of bothering you. Uh, It's because sometimes when I bring things up uh, that kind of bother me or hurt me, I honestly feel like kind of a pussy. Yeah. Like I feel it's something that I know I I shouldn't feel, but in it I guess it also comes from uh certain time, you know, just like growing up where I grew up. Uh and not even really like in the family that I grew up in, you know, cuz we weren't shy about talking about things. In fact, I come from a very open family. Uh I guess my my parents specifically, you know, they're very open people about a lot of different kinds of things. Uh but I mean for years my uh my uh, family, like my brothers, didn't know anything was wrong with me. Like, sorry, Charlie. And, <laughs> and, like, they they didn't know what was going on because didn't, I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be the weak one. Well, especially with two brothers, yeah. you know, it's and two like, older brothers, yeah, like that. You yeah. can't because then they just. They probably wouldn't, but in your head, you're like, they're just going to pick on me more. Yeah. They're just going to take that insecurity that I have and just stretch it. It wasn't even really that because my brother stopped bullying me when I was like 13 or 14. Oh, wow. Uh, after I punched Charlie in the face. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Strong uh, bow. Yeah. Thomas got bored and uh, me and Charlie just ended up becoming really, really close. That's great. Uh, when, once he moved to, to college, uh, once he moved to Lubbock for uh, college and I was a freshman in uh, high school me and him just got really close really quickly and we've been extremely close ever since and now my oldest brother I've become closer to him now that I'm a little older and I understand him a lot more because he had to grow up very fast very quickly yeah like he got married at 20 or 21 
And, you know, and his son's 14 now. Wow. And so he had to immediately get a job, support a family. And then he Very eventually- different life. And then after his uh, wife ended up, she was going to college. He supported her during all that. After she graduated, he went back to college and got a, a degree all while he was supporting his family. Damn. And his wife also had a job, but still being a family man and going to college and having a job so all much. at the same time. It's like, because, like, since they're such, you know, strong- people uh i have always saw myself as weak and almost always saw myself as the weakest one out of the three the i was the the disappointment i guess yeah. you know and i didn't want i already felt like even though they never made me feel no, that it was way just how you felt I yeah mean, they never i would i could not give you one example ever of them making me feel that way uh but i got it in my head through my own fucked up things, whatever the hell they were, I got it in my head that that was going to be uh, the reaction, that, that maybe even they might not say it, they would still think less of me. Uh, but I think that just comes from fucking growing up in Texas in a very, uh, in an environment where that shit wasn't talked accepted, about. Yeah. It wasn't accepted or even, ta- I don't, yeah, or talked about at all. Right. Uh, so when I try, especially to, mental illness, it's like, oh yeah, you know, and when I try to, uh, and so now when, and that shit is still there, you know, they didn't, in, in fact, you know, my, my brothers has told me that he has learned so much about me through this show that he didn't know. Cause I'm very open on this show with what I talk about is that he to, and I'm, you know, and I, I regret that. I regret not telling him all of these things, and you know, being more open with him and going to him for help, because uh, I could have gone. But now to, you do. But yeah, now you know. Now, now I, you have that. Yeah. Now I have that, and I'm very, very thankful for that. Uh, but I'm still getting over that with, uh, you know, talking to my girlfriend. Uh, I have sometimes, uh, like, I'll just start getting down on myself. Like I'll, you know, be talking about a, you know, some sort of. Like if I, you know, getting if I got hurt about something, you know, and I start talking about it, and halfway through, like I'll just stop. I'm just like I'm just being a pussy, you know. Just like don't. I'm just like I'm, don't listen to me. Don't fucking, you know. I I don't I don't care. Whatever. I'm you just. Can't. I'm you just, feel how you feel. You yeah. have to say it. Yeah, and, and and it, you know, and it just it makes things weird. You yeah, because because want... then you feel weird and emasculated as well. Yeah, and like, but that's I've emasculated myself. Exactly. She's not. <laughs> like, no, of course. She's but not you, emasculating you emasculate me. yourself more than probably most people could. Yeah, you know, it's like you do it to yourself. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. No one can hurt me as, and I think that's another uh, defense mechanism that I've developed over the years from being really bullied growing up. Uh, and also being called a pussy constantly growing up by yeah. the people who uh, who bullied me. Uh, and it became like a defense mechanism is that nobody can hurt me as bad as I hurt myself. Yeah. You know, no, like I made it that way. I designed myself that way where there's nothing that you can say to me or do to me that is going to be as bad as what well, I say and do to myself. <laughs> yeah. But then it's I've self-destruction. Already, yeah, it, yeah, it's complete and total <laughs> self-destruction. Like it is like hardcore, just bad, bad, bad. Uh, and... That's uh that defense mechanism is a it's a it's a terrible thing, you know? And you know, it was something that I realized, you know, lately is that I became I just and I also became very comfortable with, you know, the role as the villain. It's all my fault. Right. You know? It's all my fault. I'm a piece of shit. 
all of the problems are because of me. All of this is because of things that I've done or haven't done or said or uh, just completely. And then it leads into martyrdom. And it leads into martyrdom. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And because of the way that I'm feeling about myself uh, and even though the other person is not doing these things to me at all. You know, or saying these things or thinking these things, I'm thinking them about myself. And because that person's there, I'm, you know, I start to resent them. Right. You know, and start to resent, even though they've done fucking nothing. It's all shit that I've done to myself and all shit that I've fucking, you know, uh, put upon my consciousness, you know, and I, and I get obsessed with it and I get fucking like uh, upset with myself. Uh, and I fucking hate feeling who likes feeling that way. Nobody no. likes feeling that way. Uh, and there's been pretty, plenty of relationships in the past where I've absolutely done that. Uh, and it has destroyed those relationships, you know. And it is uh, fucked up so many things. In my, and it's destroyed friendships and it's destroyed rela- like romantic relationships. It's a, a horrible fucking way to live. And it's something that I'm finally realizing fucking therapy. Well, that's the whole like, thing. It's also, it's, it's also in growing up that... Ultimately, you recognizing that in yourself will help you deal with it. Yeah. And, you know, and like, again, being aware of how you're talking to yourself as well as like as opposed to just how you talk to other people, too, mm-hmm. is that you got to listen to your inside. You got to listen to what your head is like whispering mm-hmm. into your body sometimes where you're yeah. just like, no. I don't feel that way. Stop that. You know, it's like, yeah. it's not what it, this is. You yeah. know, I can take control over it. Mm-hmm. It's and especially good, with therapy, it helps. I'm a very big, and this is another thing. It's like the, the hippie kind of bullshit. But, you know, I'm a big believer, uh, especially, I think, in people with, with mental illness. I'm a big believer in the fact that there is a difference between the brain and the soul. Oh, Yeah. Huge difference, you know, because the brain can lie to us and the, and the, brain... the brain can trap your soul. So yeah. Your brain can just take over because it's it's chemistry. It's yeah. science, you know, and it wins, unfortunately. <laughs> well, yeah, if you don't fight it, it will win. Yes. And it will beat you. And and that's another thing uh, to, uh, to think about in something that I'm, you know, still coming to, to grips with is that nature is against me. And everyone out there with uh, with mental illness, nature is against you. Just like someone who's born with diabetes, you're born nature fighting against you, and right. it's hard to reconcile that. And it's hard to not uh, have you know. Sometimes you know you'll get like a uh, I'll get a, like a free floating anger uh, towards the universe, right? Towards, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's like a free floating anger, a free floating free floating anxiety. I want nothing more. Than to be, than to not have this. But you know, my I, I, you know, said this on an episode long, long time ago. Uh, but it was something my aunt when I was going through when I was first diagnosed and when I was first starting to deal with it. Um, you know, I was just like, you know, I don't want to be this way. I don't want to be this way. Why is this happening to me? She was like, I don't fucking know, and I don't care. Because she goes through the same shit. Because everybody's you know? got something. Yeah, she's like, I don't know why this happened to me, and I don't care why this happened. What she told me, she was like, people like you and me feel things that most people don't. You know, we have experiences that most people don't. We have thoughts that most people don't. But that's what makes us who we are. Exactly, unique. Like, Everyone's yeah. different. Like we wouldn't be. Like I wouldn't be where I am if I 
didn't suffer from, I wouldn't be on the show if exactly. I didn't suffer from mental illness. I wouldn't be in comedy if I didn't suffer from mental illness. And that goes back to like the people that we're talking about that have never had to deal with anything, that have been so sheltered from everything their entire lives, where it's mm-hmm. like, but they don't experience. Yeah. They don't live. They don't, you know, they don't take life by the balls. They're boring. And do, they're boring. <laughs> exactly. You know why? We're fucked up because we're fun. <laughs> That's why. That's why we're fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and fucking agree with that. You know, and, and there's, there's, you know, uh, there's pitfalls to it. You know, there, yeah. there's so many. There's a lot of pitfalls to it. But you know, the the older I get, and the more I think about it, and the more I'm, you know, more trying to to accept myself. You know, I just know that I, I wouldn't be where I am without the way my brain is uh but it's also knowing who i truly am you know and also who i want to be right uh, and uh because you know of course the the human soul is something that's constantly evolving and changing you know we have a core yes everyone has a core uh of who they are molten but- lava <laughs> <laughs> that's what my core is made out of i'm like the earth mine's made of cotton candy uh, yeah that's getting nice <laughs> Uh, but we have that we have have that absolute core. Uh, but there's always room for improvement. There's always room for growth, and there's always and change. change. Exactly. Like you know, it's like don't do the same thing every day. Try something else. Yeah. Go a different way to work. Yeah. You know, try something like anything. Yeah. And and if, and if what you if what you do uh, is producing a negative outcome. If like who you are is if you look around at your life and look around at the things that you've done that you don't like, that you're not proud of, that have hindered you in some way uh, and think about because, you know, a lot of people like I'm just who I am. You know, it's like that's that's it. And, you know, and to some extent, that's fucking great. Right. To some extent, like that's that's fucking awesome. But there's the other extent where it's like you don't have to be that way. <laughs> well, it's it's also to, to some extent is that like, you know, there are good things to who we are and, and bad things to who we are. And if there are bad things to who we are that affect us in negative ways and affect our lives in negative ways, then it's possible. You know, it's a good idea to look at that, to examine that and to see if there's something because for years I was the same way. I was just like, this is just fucking who I am. Deal with it. Fuck you. Yeah. If you fuck you, if you don't like it, but then you start to realize that you're those alone. Things, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're alone. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then and, that's also the comes back to communication, where it's like, yeah, you are who you are, but it's also acknowledge the fact of how you affect other people and talk about it. Yeah, and not just affect other people, but affect yourself. Yourself. Ugh. Like that's uh, that's a big thing, uh, and not affect yourself, but affecting your life. Yeah. You know, and what happens, uh, you know, how your behavior affects your life and where you want to go in life and who you want to be. And not everyone can, you know, nah, never mind. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everyone can. <laughs> I'm done. I'm over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's. You know, we're all constantly changing. We're all constantly fucking evolving, you know, and that's something to embrace. You know, that's some and also looking at whether the uh, 
way you're changing is good or bad. Or bad. You know, yeah. because we've got a friend who is changing for the worse right now. Mm, yes, yeah. we do. We like we got somebody who's changing for the absolute fucking uh, I mean, he's going straight in the supreme asshole territory. And it's weird when you watch someone change. It's like this is someone I've known for a really long time and watch them change so drastically. But in their head, they still see themselves as acting the same way that they used to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you're not that anymore. And the choices that you're making is not what you eight years ago would have made. Not that that's necessarily bad, but in this situation, it is. Yeah, It's extremely bad. And but so what do you do? So you can't. It's hard to talk someone out of that when they haven't seen it for themselves yet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we find we watch him making horrible mistakes and, you know, kind of ruining some of the friendships around us. And it, no, it doesn't personally affect me. It doesn't affect how people feel about me. But I care about him. Yeah. And I care and I, I care about the people that he's hurting. It affects the group. It affects our group. Exactly. Yeah, yeah because I know a lot of. A, a lot of people have like you got your group, you right. got your crew, you know, like that you hang out with, uh, that you know you do most everything with, like your fucking like your A team, right? Like, and part of the reason why I love our group is that there are no douchebags in our group. No, and when one of them becomes a douchebag, how do you deal with it? <laughs> I think that's a damn good question. Like, <laughs> how how do you deal with it when one of your friends becomes a douchebag? That's hard. Yeah, you know, I guess like, that's talk really to hard. Them. If anybody out there has any, uh, you know, if you've come across this phenomenon, or if you've had some sort of uh, dealings with this, and you've actually been able to fix it, fix it, please let, us, let us know because we don't have all the answers. <laughs> like, we don't we fuck. hit problems too? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes we actually, because, you know, as we say, we're not professionals. No. You know, we're not licensed professionals here. You know, we can give advice at some point, you know, especially when people write in, it's like getting outside of yourself. So we need help getting outside of ourselves. Yeah. Because we don't know how to fix it. We need someone else's perspective to Mm -hmm. help us change it. Yeah, man. I'm totally down with that. Well, we didn't really get to our question today. No. And we're about an hour in. All right. <laughs> and, this, and this question we can... Uh, I want to talk about for a while. Yeah, I, we both want to talk about this for a long while. So the listener that wrote in for the question, we'll answer your question next week. We promise. We, I promise in because fact, I'm, I got some stories in my back pocket. Oh, I'll tell you what. Me too. I got a story involving a hot tub that you're going to love. I, mine involves a horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't even plan on talking about all this stuff today, but it no. just sort of organically generated yeah. itself. Fucking hey. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything any kind of questions uh that you have, cave comedy radio at gmail dot com and uh we promise we will answer. We promise. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Just think horse and Jackie's first lesbian experience. <laughs> Just think hot tub and herpes scare. All right. That's a little preview for next week. All right. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, folks.